What's good? It's Ozman the Wizard. And Naima. And this is not another damn podcast. Presented by our damn selves. What is it, 157 now? I don't know. I think so. Yeah, well, we're going to get right into it today. Like, we're not going to clown around like we usually do. Yeah, not with the pleasantries. What a week, what a week, what a week, what a week. It was all good just a week ago. We were happy about, yeah, or next week is opening up, phase three. Like, we were talking about all of that. But, man, from Corona to curfews, crazy. It all started on... um, Maybe the name of the podcast from Corona to Curfew. Maybe. Yeah. Either that or when the looting starts, the shooting starts. I'm on the fence about one of either of those. We're going to talk about all of that. But. We're going to get into all that. Yeah. So We'll start um, right from the beginning. Uh, Memorial Day weekend. It was supposed to be happy. We got our three-day weekend. Like, everything's yeah. all good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh-huh. it wasn't all good for one young man. His name was George Floyd. Yes. In Minneapolis, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. This happened... Um, a week ago from Monday, so a week ago from when we hear this, like last Monday is when all of the, everything started. A video was released of um, three officers holding him down, one of them with his knee pressed to the back of his neck, and then a fourth officer basically um, keeping the other people away from intervening. <laughs> Standing there just not doing anything. Mm-hmm. And you hear the man like the there's a video that I wish I wouldn't have watched, but I'm glad I did. If that makes any sense. I don't know. Yeah. I wish that cause like I watched it and it's and I like, see that shit. like, I wish I wouldn't have watched that shit. It's a murder. And it's like, when you watch stuff, like, like, I mean, we grew up during the Schwarzenegger time and all like the action hero, badass stuff. But when you watch a killing in Hollywood, it's Hollywood. It's not real. It's fake. Mm-hmm. But watching a real person die and take their last breath mm-hmm. is some shit. Basically you, begging for his life. That you he, just... He knew he, that man knew he was going to die. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the chilling part about the whole thing is that they said that in his final moments, you could hear him calling out for his mother. He did, yeah. And his mother's dead. And his mother so, died. That's how I said he knew he was dying. He knew he was about to die when he's calling for his dead mother. Because at the time when he called out for his mother, as a mother, that hit me in my gut because I'm like, I can't even imagine my children being so terrified that they are begging for their life and they're calling out for me. I can't even imagine that as a parent. Mm-hmm. And then when I found out that his mother had already preceded him in death, I was like, like, oh my gosh, like, did he did he see his mother? Because some people are saying he that... He was going to die, that's what I think. Some people are, like, even people who work in, like, hospitals and stuff like that, they said that they've seen, like, where if a patient is near death, then they can see their loved ones, or their loved ones, their presence may be felt, and their presence may be there. And I'm wondering if that was what the case was with him calling out for all this, for him to call out for his mother. And Let's uh let's go back just a little bit. Uh, prior to uh, George Floyd being murdered by the Minneapolis police, um, we saw like a smaller incident that happened before that, where the guy was called on in New York about bird watching, and the lady was going to intentionally call the police 
and say that African American man was a sod. That, that, that seems like so long ago no, at this point. But we, so I'm just, you can all uh, mention it. I'll let you mention it. That that's like a that's like that's a, that's like a, a a quick little backstory because it's like. When that happened, almost immediately after that incident happened, when Amy Cooper calling on Christian Cooper because she said that a threatening black man is harassing me in the park, and she called the police, and almost immediately after, we see the video of George Floyd being murdered. So when you see those two almost right next to each other, it's those like two are probably always going to be um joined. Right, I think, I think history is going to combine the two eventually. I think right, when he said done, he's going to say that Amy Cooper called the police on George Floyd. That's how it's going. I, to hope, I hope that people don't mess like, that up. Because you know, those videos are always going to be married to each other. I think that's that's the story that's going to be told years from now. Because my thing about the whole Amy Cooper thing is because the George Floyd incident, almost instantly that video came out right after. So my whole thing is this is why you can't play with the police with black people. When you do these things about trying to call the police you're doing it with malice in your heart you're not doing it because you're uh you know you're trying to be an upstanding citizen of society no that's bullshit you're doing it as a you're way an you're an asshole to try to you're doing it in a threatening way you're an asshole let's call it what it is the, what was the point of doing that if you're going to call the police on somebody why mm-hmm. but so let's go to george floyd's murder so the whole so the main the um the main um I call him the ringleader is what I've been reporting on my show um is um is Derek Chauvin is the um Derek Chauvin correct formerly of the Minneapolis Police Department now yes. the four cops did get fired but we're gonna we're gonna Nine. break that down yeah mm-hmm. so the whole incident stemmed from this is that they alleged that George George Floyd slipped a fake ten dollar bill or something like that. Wrote a bad check. They said it was forgery. They said okay. that's so, uh, so God, we have mixed stories. Okay, I, I heard, I heard I a heard, counterfeit bill, so we don't know even the true story. I yet. don't know what the truth is. Forgery or a counterfeit bill, we don't even but know the whole story. Basically. And I'll go this level. I'll disclose this. I'm we transparent on transparent on this podcast. Um, for many years, I worked at a at a large chain grocery store in Chicago for many years, and I worked in the hood. And I work the book room. So I've seen every type of counterfeit thing. I've seen counterfeit checks. I've seen counterfeit bills. I've had people try to just pass me checks that didn't belong. I've seen just all type of crazy. Fake credit cards, all of that shit. Fake credit I've seen everything. Mm -hmm. I've seen it. So I know what it's like to, to see that. So my whole thing is when you guys showed up, like, Here's the thing, like when I did get a bad bill or a bad check, I've never called the police. And I'm not, and, and this is not my moment to like, I'm not shaming and blaming the, 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 the grocery store for calling. That's not what I'm saying. But I said, I've never called the police on anybody. What I've done is I just returned back the person when they gave me the fake check or fake bill or whatever. I said, uh, I, I'm sorry, I can't accept the check because this check has been altered. Or I said, um, this bill appears to be counterfeit and we cannot accept it. And that's why I said most of the time that's a good enough thing. The people left out the store, but in the event that even if they got out with the stuff, like before you caught them, like I said, I've um I worked in retail for many years. In fact, I ran um our father he had his own store right. for five years, which I ran a good portion of those years. Mm-hmm. And then um and there, like when um we would get a bad check or something, we would hang it on the wall and be like, yeah, like don't accept checks from this mother. You're the wall of shame now, yeah. right? You're the wall of shame. Never called the cops. We just we would hang it on the wall. Right. Is what we did. So, and my thing, if I did catch the person prior to, like, so I just returned the the counterfeit or whatever bad item to them, 
And I can say most of the time people, most people just left because like people, people are embarrassed. Like people don't want to get attention drawn to them. So they just left out the store. And but, let's be honest, they think you might call the cops on them. So they were, they trying right, to get so out of there as quick as possible. Out of there, right. so do call the police. Yeah. So, so if somebody did get a little feisty or whatever, like, I mean, we had in-store security. So if that was the case, if I felt like somebody was going to be feisty, I would just call the in-store security, like call security to this. Like, mm-hmm. okay, come over here because I'm not going to put my safety in danger for a job. I'm just not. But my whole thing about just telling that is that as a person who did work retail and did particularly work in that side of the department, if somebody forges a check and the police are called because it's whatever, police, was it really necessary to do that type of force? I know forgery and um, and counterfeiting carried carried the death penalty. For forgery? That doesn't carry the death penalty. He was handcuffed face down on the pavement. But he was um harmless, yeah. Like there's no way you could say that he like um when we were defending ourselves, he was handcuffed behind his back. It's face down, down. right. Mm-hmm. On the hot pavement. Mm-hmm. And then what makes this even more like let's go another layer with this, because whenever videos happen, um and Please stop coming after the young lady who records saying that she should have done more. Let's go, let's stop that because the oh, young lady, I had her name. I forgot it though. Yeah, because I, I only, talk about it. She's she's she young, was, seventeen. She's only seventeen and years she old. On her gram is like yeah, like yeah, like y'all wasn't even out there. So miss me with that bullshit. What she's saying, y'all right. talking from like 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 it, hindsight is twenty twenty for anybody. Yeah, so I was out there. She's like yeah, like y'all can't tell me what y'all would have done. Y'all weren't there. That's what she was. She's saying. a seventeen year old kid. So for her to pull out the camera and record and have that much courage to record as a 17-year-old kid. You get a nine-minute video, yeah. Like, yeah. This 17-year-old kid recorded this. Think about that. I have several friends who have 17-year-olds. Mm-hmm. She's a child. That's someone's child. That's someone's baby. So for her to have that courage to do that and to get the video out there. Mm-hmm. Like, she didn't just shy away from it. She was like, no, I'm going to report and I'm going to record this and a lot of that is the reason why yeah i did what i did i'm gonna tell um later on yeah mm-hmm. what i did right before re- recording this podcast yeah. but the fact that this child did this so with this man like i said it was high outside it was warm so it's like you're laying down on this hot pavement with your hands behind your back your handcuff and prior to that like you know like i hate the i hate the um what do you call it the um the devil's advocate people that every time when something happens they're like well we don't know what happened before the cameras start rolling and this is well we got several we got several angles of what happened regardless of what happened before the cameras start i don't give a damn if that man punched the officer at the point where he's handcuffing on the fucking pavement you don't put your neck put your knee if he punched him arrest him that's my thing you don't know murder him your knee on someone's neck. I don't care what the situation was. Once somebody is restrained and you have them under arrest, you put them in the squad car, you take them to the police. That's what good police work right. is. You're supposed to um do it by the book. Arrest them, book him, like let him have his day in court. Like don't exactly. take his fucking life and shit. Due process, right to due process. It's in, the, in constitution. the constitution. We're gonna talk it's about the constitution. Of rights. We definitely gonna talk about the constitution. You second amendment people, y'all sure know that right, but you don't know the rest of the bill of rights. You know the, the process is sixth. I want to say. Yeah, you don't know the rest of yeah. it. Mm-hmm. 
I know my top ten, bro. Oh yeah, we know <laughs> it. Not all Miss Gibbs in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we know it. Uh-huh. But at no point, like, should that have happened. And the other angle that we saw, it was a a business owner who released one of the stores. He released his. You saw um. That he, he wasn't um resisting or anything. He wasn't resisting. It was he George, wasn't, and it was not it, it was George and another guy. One, I think he had a passenger too, and like um, you didn't see. Yeah, I didn't see any resistance. Yeah, it, yeah. Like when they yeah. came and got out the car, he walked right out the car and he got right out. He wasn't belligerent because they were trying to say he was belligerent. Yeah. They, they say like, they saw him stand against the wall. He stood against the wall. Yeah. The wall. Mm-hmm. They said that he was. He seemed like he was under a substance. Or they were just trying to throw all type of like he seemed like he was out of his mind. He seemed to this and this. And they were just trying to throw all this stuff at. But then the the business owner was like, my camera didn't reflect that. Mm-hmm. And then that's the thing about. In today's society, everybody has cameras on their businesses. Everybody has cameras on their cell phones. Everybody does. So, and in the original cell phone video, you hear the crowd pleading, like, let him go. Like, take him off him. Yeah, you hear the um, people, like, this is some bullshit. Look, he's not moving. Yeah. Like, They're once like, he became unresponsive, um, Derek Sylvan kept his knee on him at least another two or three another minutes. Another two minutes. Another two yeah. minutes at least he kept it. So once somebody is unresponsive, it's like they're unconscious, but they're not dead. If you're unconscious, mm-hmm. it means that I just lost consciousness. You can revive them, yeah. You can be revived. Mm-hmm. But if you hold your, your knee on my neck for another two to three minutes. It reminded me of um the end of Do the Right Thing with Radio Raheem. You even heard yeah. the other cop tell him, okay, that's enough. Yeah, like that's when they enough. had him in the chokehold, yeah. like, yeah. And like he was on, yeah. un- at first he was like resisting, trying to like go after Sal. But then once he stopped moving, it's like, you still oh, got him in the chokehold. Even the yeah, other cop told him, right, let him go. Once his grip started loosening, mm-hmm. then at that point you should... Even the other cop told him to let him go. Like, that's how bad sure. that was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that's what we saw, and we saw the proof of that. Mm-hmm. That that isn't what happened. Like, from mm-hmm. what we saw, he didn't resist arrest. He didn't become belligerent. He if there's a video of him resisting arrest, I haven't seen the shit. I haven't seen that's it. all I'm saying. <laughs> I haven't seen all the videos this. I've seen were like um he um was either co- co-op complying or was indifferent. I didn't see anything of him trying I, to resist. I saw nothing. I yeah. saw nothing. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I saw nothing of that. And the fact that this man was pleading, and then just the look on that officer. Oh, you can tell, like, yeah, it just. The look I, it, on he looked his like he, he looked like he enjoyed that shit to it me. It like he got enjoyment. It like he got a hard on I saw kind of a smirk on his face. Like, I won't say a smile, but it was like kind of a, a, smirk. Yeah, like a, a somewhat of a smirk on his face. He had a smirk on his face the whole fucking time. He I, did. That's what I heard, at least. Like, I'm call me crazy, but that's what that's what I saw, at least. Is like it looked like he had a smirk on his face to me. He's a, he's a fucking piece of shit. That's what he is. Mm. Derek Chauvin is a piece of shit. That's what mm. he is. But just watching that, um, as a mother who does have a young son who is a black boy who will grow to be a black man in America is incredibly saddening for me as a black mother. That as a black mother, we have to think about a whole another layer of stuff that we have to prepare our sons for. Mm-hmm. Like you guys, like I have brothers, like just seeing you guys, like I pray for you guys' safety, like, every time, if you guys have to go out, like, I mean, you drive a nice car, so, I mean, I'm like, if a police officer pulls you over, they're like, you hey, shouldn't where, be. Where you going? Yeah. Where you going? I, I get, you don't know how nervous I get for your safety, Feast, Karee, 
my husband, Marcus, like for you guys' safety, like if you guys are out there, I just get so like, please keep them safe. Please keep them safe. And just thinking about that, I'm going to have to have this conversation with my son rather sooner than later, because in five years, he's not going to be a cute kid no more. Mm-hmm. He's going to be starting to be seen as, oh, he's a little man. He's a little this. We saw him, um, Boys in the Hood. How the yeah. way the cop reacted to Little Trey and um and Tay Trey into the six years later. Now you know he saw that, yeah. Same dude. It's like yeah, like but now that he's a teenager and shit. The way he reacted to when he was um a kid is like, hey, yeah, how totally you doing? The officer friendly thing and shit. Now like, oh, you think you tough, huh? And that's what we worry about as mm. mothers who have our black sons. Like uh, earlier this week, Khalil, or last week, he got his first haircut. And, mm-hmm. you know, a time that should have been happy and just regular sad. It's like, oh, my baby's growing up. I was sad in a different way where, like, I first got to get a glimpse to see, like, how he's going to look as he grows into a young man. Mm-hmm. And just seeing that is scared me because I'm like, this is a preview for how my son is going to look. So if my son is the size of his father when he's a teenager, Mm-hmm. you know how he how would he be i mean like you can talk about your stories like you were a big kid so it's like even though you were like 14 you were seen as a man at 14 i was stopped and you frisked were more than once as a teenager definitely was stopped and frisked in chicago mm-hmm. right so when people say it's in our heads and it get over it fuck you that's 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 the bottom line i'm not playing games anymore if you tell me to get over something fuck you that's just my response mm-hmm. to you. I'm sorry. Whoever don't like it, hey, I got time. <laughs> Hit me. I'll, I'll get my social media out later today. I'll lay on this podcast. Hit me on my social media. We can have a healthy debate about it. We can. So anyway, after this video was out there for several days, mind you. Yeah, days. No charges were filed against these officers. Even yeah. after they got fired. So there was enough to fire him, but not enough to charge him. Like, just like several days, like they, they were, um, and that's when, um, the, um, the tension started rising. Right. Okay. Like arrest these motherfuckers. Like the tension started rising because mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Cause like we have a whole, we have a whole ass video. Mm-hmm. With what, the murder. What, um, what does the district attorney have to see? Like, yeah, you saw the same video we saw. Like, what do y'all have to see to make you, um, file charges against this dude? Right. Like, this is an open and shut. Like, this isn't even, you know. But finally, yeah. once. Oh, yeah. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Before we get to that, um, it went down. Like, it kicked off, of oh. course, like, um, the, um, the hot spot in Minnesota. I mean, many, Minneapolis is where everything kicked off originally. Right. Mm-hmm. When all of the, um, the rioting and the, um, protests, we call them protests. Like, the first protest started there. Where they actually burnt down the police precinct to where the um those cops worked. They burnt they burnt that bitch to the ground. I applauded yeah. that. I'm like, yeah, fuck that shit. And when I saw it, it's like the whoever captured that still photo of it when it's burning, it almost looks like it's CG, like the way that they yeah. caught caught the angle of it. Like it looks like what I love, you look closely, you see like the um the protesters standing in front with the fist up, like I was like <sighs> Yeah. Said, yeah, like the um, like the the silent protesters in the '68 Olympics, like the fist up, like oh yeah, with the yeah, yeah. You see them standing there in front of the building as it's burning behind them with the fist up. 
Another dope photo was a guy running down the street with the American flag, yeah, like with um in front of the burning building. So I'm like, okay, that's powerful right there. And then um, with the protest, what I did like about what the protest, how it originally started with everything, you started seeing all hues, all nationalities, all ethnicities just say, this is bullshit. And because... You what I was watching, and um, I was I was gonna have that before all this everything happened. I was gonna have that as an alternate name of the podcast too. Like um, like so I saw I forgot who posted this on my timeline, but I was gonna use that now. Like dear, like to all my nine black friends, we're watching. I was gonna post that. Yeah. Like if um, if y'all are not responding to this, then I don't know um, I don't know if I could be friends. But shoot, that's what I was like. No, like yeah. And I do have some of my nine black friends that took military science. I'm like. Mm. I don't know how I feel about that with everything going on. You can't like, like, earlier- if it was like, if it was, I'll put it like this. If it was any other community, you probably were fine. But like when it comes to black issues, I'm out of it. Yep. Now you're military silence. To all my non-black homies, I was looking at them. I was like, we're watching. And then I think that you always said, I put this on my Facebook. I was like, this is a phrase that you told me years ago. You say you cannot straddle a fence. Because if you sit up there too long, your ass is going to hurt. Your ass is going to start to hurt. And then eventually you're going to fall on either side. Your ass is going to hurt. You can't There's only two sides. There's no um, there's no gray area. Like, pun intended, it's black and white in this. Yeah. You're either, it's for, side. you're either for white supremacy or you're against white supremacy. That's it. There's no it's gray, no gray. area. And guess no what? If you're not, uh, and if you're not against it, guess what? I got to assume you're for white supremacy. Exactly. I think it's safe for me to assume that, like I said, if you're one of my non-black homies and um, you haven't spoken out at all against this, I got to assume you're cool with it. <laughs> That's just what my mind goes. Like, hey, you're totally fine with all of this shit. Mm-hmm. I so might be wrong, ask, but that's just how I look at it. So when you ask, what can I do? This is what you can do, how you ally up. Because at the end of the day, um, the Underground Railroad would not have happened without white allies. Absolutely. That wouldn't have worked but if it was just like <laughs> slaves. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Civil what if slaves going to find a safe house is that, man? Come on. Exactly. The civil rights movement would not have happened without white allies. Like, like, we, and people like that, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we see, like, the videos of, like, um, like the white guy uh, who said he got off the bus first so he could take the brunt of the hits so he could protect the black people. Like, when they were on the bus doing stuff, he got off the bus first. So then... Um, Bernie Sanders marched with Dr. King, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Like, when they got stuff thrown at them. I've seen the lunch counter uh, photos of uh, a white person sitting with black people at the counter, him getting soda dumped on him and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like you need. Shout out one of my favorite movies based on a true story is John Singleton's Rosewood. Yeah. He needed, um, Johnny Wright, which is John Voight's character. Yeah, he's the one who um, brought the train to um, evacuate the women and children. Like he got he got his white homies with the train. He said, I need y'all to come back in there because they wasn't going to come. He was like, no, they, they just they shot. They shot Miss uh, the Don Cheeto's mom dead on her porch, and y'all worried about your train and shit like that. Right, and that's when train. they decide, okay, like this is some bullshit. We gotta come up. Right, they knew her. They knew the old lady. Sarah, like, yeah, they shot. They shot on Sarah dead like she was nothing on her porch and shit. And y'all right. worried about your, your losing your train? He's like, that's some bullshit. So he like basically right. like he he talked them into like bringing the train back yeah, to back mm-hmm. to evacuate the women and children. And that became a beautiful moment because I saw some still photos. Like, it was somebody who obviously, like, they were of Native American descent because they had the long braids, and mm-hmm. they were standing there. I was like, now, this is beautiful seeing all nationalities, all races, all creeds, like, all people coming together 
to stand up because at the end of the day, if we all come together, it's more of us than these fucking races. It's more of us than them. It is, but we have to come together. And I started watching um, celebrities, like how they were responding to, Mm-hmm. Um, I started it off with um the whole with um I posted a Colin Kaepernick meme like about yeah like yeah. with um Derek Sylvan taking a knee and Colin Kaepernick taking a knee. Which one offends you more? Mm-hmm. You were oh you were up in arms about every Sunday when Kaepernick did it peacefully. You mm-hmm. were up in arms about that, and then later like people have released memes like when uh, Kobe Bryant recipe had the shirt I can't breathe on. You guys up in arms about that. LeBron, he wore like he and LeBron reposted this. He was like, still, like he just posted, yeah. It's yeah. like what eight years later. It's like, yeah, was it twenty twelve? I think when that first happened, something like that. Yeah, wow, that was that's like great. eight eight years later. I should still yeah. can't really. Like, this is LeBron posted still, <laughs> like yeah, he's with him with the shirt on back then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like if you don't stand up for something, what side of change are you going to be on? Yeah. Which side are you going to be on? Are you for change or are you not for change? Because mm-hmm. you can't, you can't straddle that. You can't. Mm-hmm. Like this is something. This is not something that because if people are trying to make it be like, oh, you guys are going off because of one. No, this is for all of the black people who have been murdered by police mm-hmm. or in police custody, and we don't. I mean, unarmed. Like, we just, we're sick of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sick of the hashtags. Like, that's why I stopped the hashtag. The only hashtag I'm using is stop killing us. It's like, that's I'm where I'm at the now. Hashtags. Like, Amar Arbery, that happened in February. So, we're still processing that. And then this happens now. Mm-hmm. We're still trying to process that how a murder that happened in February is just getting charged months later. Because the Breakfast Club reported it. That would have been swept under the rug if they hadn't, like, started talking about it. Right. Two months later, it gets reported. I mean, two months mm-hmm. later, it's finally getting some traction. Two months, mm-hmm. two months later, and they Which finally did arrest the guy that filmed it too. Like he got charged. Yeah, too. I saw yeah. that with his bowl cut. They finally yeah. arrested his ass because they arrested the other two assholes first, and then like the the third guy was the one who recorded his K. Yeah, and I'm a, and I'm gonna call this now. Yeah, I too. I'm gonna call this now. He's gonna get a deal because he's gonna tell on everybody. Oh, he's snitching, absolutely. He's he's snitching he's, like Nino Brown in that shit, man. Yeah, he's, he's about to say like he's about to point out Kareem Agbar. He's about to Takashi sixty nine yeah. the shit out of this. Man. He is. He gonna be like, look. They said that this and this. And he gonna drop name. He dropping everything. He's going mm-hmm. to tell everything. He's gonna snitch everything, and he's probably gonna end up with probation only. I'm calling mm-hmm. it now because he's gonna keep his ass safe. So he's gonna tell mm-hmm. everything. I'm already calling that out. But getting back to the um, Minneapolis protest, they said they burnt the police station. Oh, and before they arrested Derek Chauvin, did you see um how um it looked like he had more protection than the president himself outside his house? And oh. then I saw those videos, people like something, but yeah, like that you really protecting this murderer and shit. Yeah. And you saw, like, the, and people, it was like probably like a hundred cops in SWAT gear surrounding his house. That's like, that's, yeah, they were like, because you know they would have burnt that bitch down. Like, the, the, the protesters were going to get his house, but yeah, they had, they, they didn't let that happen. They said, like, it's like about 100 cops in SWAT gear, in riot gear, surrounding this hood. And now you looking see people like, in the video, like, yeah, y'all really protecting a murder. That's, yeah. that's what y'all on, really. Like you, looking like you, Elijah Muhammad with the FOIs, looking like yeah. that. You yeah. really protecting this murderer like this. Right. But, um. Shit, if I was a cop, I'd have been like, I don't, I don't keep, I don't, I don't, I don't lock that door. 
I'm on I, break right now. I'm like, <laughs> I wouldn't mysteriously. Like, I'll, I'll be like, shh, don't tell nobody. And now, like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm be like the bouncer at the club with the velvet, the red rope. I'm pulling it like here. Don't tell nobody. Come on. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Don't say I'll let you in, Leave but side door is unlocked. Yes. Don't tell me. Well, you heard that from me though, but yeah, that side door is unlocked right now. I yeah. just came out of there. <laughs> that's what I did. I, when I found an excuse to go in the house. It's, um, just, uh, that's what I would have done. I have to pay. Yeah, just to say, yeah, you all right, um, you all right, Mr. Chauvin? <laughs> And then when I left out, I'm leaving the door unlocked and shit. And then tell them probably like, hey, that door's unlocked. Go ahead. You ain't heard that from me, though. <laughs> that's what I If I was one of them cops, that's what I was. <laughs> but yeah, though. Um, so if you look at this this douchebag's past, it's like he had all He had a history of complaints against like as a, he was a city cop. Let's call it what it is. No, my, my thing he was a is. city fucking cop. He had complaints. This ain't the first one. That's true. had a history. Because Wes, he been a cop for like 18 years or something, right? Yeah, and, I want to say something like that, yeah. And to have that long of a complaint, like, I've been on my job for a while now. It's That's like, it I couldn't have a long, I would have been fired. I can't. I've probably been around on mine about 18 years. And what I think right. about it, so we've been on our job about the same amount of time. And if I had that many complaints, I'd have been fired like have been 17 fired. years ago. I'd have been fired. I had that many complaints. Like, houseway, like, how are you still on? How do you still have a job after this long list of complaints? How? Mm-hmm. How sway? How? And um, we gonna get to the charges in a minute. Um, after um, I think I covered um most of the first round of the protesting that kicked off in Minneapolis. Oh, and then um, prior to him getting arrested, um, Omar uh, Jimenez, oh oh oh, I broke that story. I broke that story. Omar Jimenez from CNN. I helped was break that arrested. story. You go I ahead. Have- I just, I just dropped that. He got arrested. That happened like live on CNN. Live on CNN. Once again, um, they, they tried to, um, they tried to, um, spin it like they, it wasn't what it was. But uh, he's out there doing his job. Bullshit. And then and you see, um, it looked like um, they had, they had tackled one of the um protesters to the ground, which looked like a woman to me. I couldn't tell. Like, so he's got a quick glimpse with his eyes. Okay, they are like over here, um, arresting a protester. Obviously, the cops probably didn't want them to see that and shit. That's what I think. It looked right. like a woman they were attacking to the ground, like the the protester. My like. thing is, mm-hmm. I have a long, I have a long microphone. Now I'm about to, I'm about to break it down. I have a plaque. I have like I'm, my. Let me, let me, let me break bag. it down. Ahead, and yeah. when they then like the creepiest shit to me, like as a member of the media, what creeped me out is um, they surround this man and like stand there for like thirty seconds to a minute, just totally silent. And that's that creeped me out watching. I was like, okay, it's about to go down because like they the cops just surrounded him, not saying shit, just like standing there in their riot gear, like I'm surrounding. I'm trying to do him. my job. I'm doing my damn job. I, I'm a, and then, I'm a um, finally, it said on um, one of them said, okay, um, you can't be right here. And then um, he said, okay, where do you want me to stand? Then like, if I can't be here, tell me where to go. Like I'm right. with CNN. Like here's my press pass. He had it. He has his microphone, his camera crew. Yeah, he's like, right. okay, like if I can't, tell me where to go. So yeah, and then he said, they said, okay, you, you're under arrest. Said, Why are you arresting me? And then they, they cuff him all live on television. Yeah. And then did you watch the whole video because they arrested the whole crew. Like I watched the yeah, long I version. The yeah. Whole crew. yeah, I didn't see like, all that. Yeah, because like they, cause they CNN aired. later aired the whole video where like um because after they um haul um Omar away, then um they grab his producer, cuff him, 
cameraman still filming all of that. And then they told the camera, okay, you're under arrest. And the cameraman would say he sat the camera on ground, still on and rolling and shit uh-huh. as they cuff him and walk him away. So it got all of that on, on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can't even imagine because it's like, uh, like I said, because Marcus filmed. So like I said, if Marcus was out filming for something, mm-hmm. if somebody cuffed and arrested, mm-hmm. yes, that shit should have burned. Absolutely. Let's say if Marcus was like, yeah, if he was got hired for like the, to, re- to record, like, yeah, like to, they, they, they had the cameraman out there and everything. What if he was doing something like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then Literally. I would be like, yeah, burn that bitch to the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's even the governor knew that was fucked up. The governor said, hey, let them men go and shit. And Omar is like a real, it's a bad motherfucker. So I'm gonna say, like, I'll say, he went, like, the average person would have, like, went home and, like, cried about that shit on social media. This dude went back out to the scene. He said, fuck y'all. I'm like, yeah. not silencing me. Once again, let's get back to that First Amendment, the Bill of Rights and shit. Uh-huh. What's in there? Freedom of the press. Freedom of the press. And said, yeah, you can't press. silence the press. Like, we have a right to report right. this shit. We have a right Freedom to of the fucking press and shit. Mm-hmm. That pissed me the fuck off. I'm like, this is your First Amendment right. They're, they're part of the press. And he's working. They have the right to report this and shit. Yeah. And he's working. It's, it's CNN. It's not yeah. like it's like. It's not your uh, mom and pop. It's like, right. it's like CNN is like the original um, 24-hour news network. Right. Ted Turner started that shit, I think, in the 70s or early 80s or something like that. This shit been around forever. It's just CNN That's and shit. Ridiculous. I'm like, <laughs> how do you... And then they tried to um, claim, like, um, the cops tried to spin it. That's where I was going, saying that. Well, we had to um, we had to verify that he was a member of the media. Y'all don't know how the media works, I guess. It's like, we got y'all, we got on film on him identify himself multiple times. Identify himself. He, he um, verbalized it. He showed his press pass. He asked, if he told him, if y'all told him, he told him to move back, he's okay, tell me where to stand. Tell me where I need to stand. He didn't say, fuck y'all, I'm standing here. Like, he told me, okay, if I can't stand it, tell me where to go then. Can I go, I go. Tell me where to go and shit, that's all. Once yeah. again, I'm complying, I'm following rules, but as mm-hmm. a black man, you're still around. Your complexion mm-hmm. is, is a death sentence, apparently, mm-hmm. or arrest, arrest worthy. Which I posted on um, one of the realest posts that I ever said, this is America where, um, you um, well, you don't get arrested for killing a black man on video, but you do get arrested for reporting about killing a black man on video. That right there. Mm-hmm. That right there. Yeah. That right there. And then they yeah, did like um, and then they let they let him go a couple hours later, but still, I had, I had already made my post by then. And the fucking asshole got arrested. Uh, got um, Derek Chauvin got arrested a little bit after that too, but it was still powerful that post. When they arrested yeah. that man. All of that, like the cop was still a free man. It, the cop was a free man. It had not happened. The cop was a free man when I posted that. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if they only are detained him for 30 seconds. It doesn't matter. He should have never been in fucking cuffs. Mm-hmm. He was doing his job. So mm-hmm. I can't go outside and do my job. I'm doing my job. Mm-hmm. Come on now. That was ridiculous. That was absolutely ridiculous. Like I, When I was watching, I was like, this guy be a joke. And then the fact that he's on CNN, like a lot of people... People know people's faces, so it's like yeah. I mean, granted, he had a mask, but I mean, I can pull down my mask and you see it's me. Come on mm-hmm. now. Yeah. You don't recognize me. Come on. Like, dude, my whole face be on TV. Yeah. I'm on CNN. My face is on camera. Yeah, my microphone. I have a press pass. Come I got on, a whole man. crew and shit with me and shit. I'm not out here on my phone and shit. I got a yeah, whole yeah, fucking camera. Uh, <laughs> iPhone 10 or whatever. Yeah. You're not out <laughs> a Galaxy 20. You're not outside with like got a, a whole crew and shit out there with me, like. What are you talking about, bro? <laughs> that was uh, shout out to our Minneapolis mayor Jacob Fry. He's been saying like he's um he's a G and shit. He's like burn all that shit down. Like 
Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they just he's like, yeah, he's he's with the protesters, like their mayor. It's like, yeah, that's some bullshit. Yeah. So yeah, I got saw him on here. You have to stand for something. You have to. So then let's move on because it's like, okay, so then the asshole gets arrested. Mm-hmm. But what was he charged with, Oz? Third degree murder and manslaughter. Now, now I'm about to read um of the autopsy of and George Floyd. Profess, and I say I don't profess to be a um a um lawyer or Yeah, I gotta that. um ask uh, a certain lawyer that you know. Yeah, I gotta ask yeah, her about ask. um yeah, yeah like I knew it wouldn't be first degree because like you kind of you shooting yourself in the foot if you go for first yeah, degree. That's intent. You, have you gotta to prove that um Derek Chauvin like his um his intent was like and like I said it's some um. It's some gray area in there because um apparently like the two of them may have known each other. I think yeah. they worked security at one point together, yeah, so like you might be able to prove intent. If, like if it was like if somebody at that nightclub sold him, yeah, like you heard him say it threatened his life at some point then. But I don't know if that happened, yeah. So like you is is a gray area right there. It's very. You got to prove that Derek Chauvin said, yeah, like just watch your back. I'm gonna get you one of these days. Like it would have to be something like that, like. And have eyewitnesses or him on video saying that shit. Like, first-degree murder is hard to prove. It is, which is why people do lesser charges, because they want to get a conviction rather than get an acquittal. Because but the official acquittal, autopsy revealed nothing to support strangulation, the cause of death, concluding that the combined effects of being restrained, potential intoxicants in Floyd's system, and his underlying health issues, including heart disease, likely contributed to his death. It's Bullshit. still um, it's it's the very minimum is manslaughter. I still hope he gets murdered. Bullshit. Because first of all, people who are um Emmys and stuff like that, they're like, how did the autopsy come out so fast? Autopsies usually take a while to come out. Mm-hmm. Autopsies usually don't come out this fast. Mm-hmm. This only happened. This happened less than a week ago. A week ago, to like when, by the time you guys hear this. But look what it says: the combined effects of being restrained. It's like who restrained them? It's still a murder, even in the autopsy. It's like, yeah. So even if you just look at that line alone, it's like, yeah, like him being um, being restrained contributing to his death. So whoever restrained him is responsible for his death. So those three officers That's that restrained him. Mm-hmm. Those three officers. That's what I see. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm wrong, but that's what I see. <laughs> and then even our cousin, shout out Michael, he even talked about as a person who works in law enforcement about, uh, enforcement about the way that he had his knee on his neck. Some people were trying to say, well, that's a hold that you can. People were trying. It's like, but at the angle that it was at on his carotid artery, it's like, mm-hmm. no. It's like if you apply pressure at a certain angle, you can render someone unconscious. You can mm-hmm. do that. And Michael talked about how he had to train people. Like, he's like, don't, like, this is when you need to be quiet. When people oftentimes want to put their conspiracy theories and then when real people who actually know real training actually come in, like when lawyers who know real things are like people who actually do do the training. Like I said, our cousin, he actually does do that type of training where he shows holds and stuff. He said he's trained officers, security guards with that. He was like, that was not the proper way to do it. Not at all. He was like, no. Mm-hmm. That should not have been done at all. It just should not. Mm. So you saying that it wasn't an issue. And then did you see that idiot Jim uh, wrestling coach? He got fired. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. So go ahead. You know 
Speaking okay. of wrestling, I got to shout out some of the wrestlers that got in on this to the pro wrestlers, but go ahead. I'm going to let you yeah. go. This wrestling, I don't even have his name. Yeah, I didn't. Not. I thought you had his name. That's so why I was going to let you no, tell the story. Go ahead. <laughs> basically, this asshole, he thought, it was, uh, he thought it was cool to post a uh, picture of him with someone on his neck, and then the caption said, I'm still breathing, or something like that. Basically, not, I can still breathe. Not it's funny. Simple. Yeah, and then he was just trying to be like, you know, whatever, but then the school district didn't take kind of that, and then he got fired. So, no shit. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. So, um, I'm glad people are not um being scared over this shit. Like um, like people are to I get Nick Colin Kaepernick on. Like um, I saw like some of the WWE wrestlers, like the black ones in particular, they were yeah. posting about this on their social media. Shout yeah. out um, Trinity Fatu. She plays Naomi on the show. Shout out Titus O'Neil, David Otonga. They were all like yeah. posting on the timeline. Like it's some bullshit. Yeah. So they were like speaking out, like instead of keeping quiet, they were like, nah, fuck that. Yeah, like so you like, have like, to. people you like, have yeah, to. that's right. Like, don't be scared. Like, like a lot of people be scared to put their job on the line, but hey, this is some bullshit. Like, you can't fire all of us. Shout out to the homie Peter Rosenberg, said my not non-white homies. He's with um Hot 97 Radio in New York. And my unlikely, he he spoke out against it, Rosenberg. Yeah. And a likely person I saw that um that basically caught out just like the whole white supremacy thing. Um, and he was at her huge platform, Miss Taylor Swift. She called it all the yeah. way out. Mm-hmm. And Taylor Swift is like, that's the side because she's a country white girl. She's a country singing white girl. That's what she is. Of course, is. one of the first whites I saw speak out on it was Steve <laughs> Kerr, the Golden State Warriors. Shout yeah. out Steve Kerr. He went on like very early and said, nah, yeah. it's some bullshit. Yeah, I like that Steve Kerr is always, he's always been vocal about, you know, these kind of issues. These kind of issues. And then an unlikely person I saw, and what's funny is like just reading the comments uh, on Pee Wee Herman's Facebook, he posted Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. And his comment section, uh, I'm disappointed in you. You should have stick to comedy. It's all lives matter. You should have seen, like, it was mostly. Like, some people look- that, they basically told him to shut up and dribble and shit. Shut, yeah. shut, up, and, shut, up, and, shut up and tell jokes. <laughs> and do that, yeah. But mm-hmm. people, the, it was just so disheartening seeing that because. Like out of like, if it was like a hundred people, maybe out of that, maybe twenty people were like, "Yeah, Black Lives Matter." That the other eighty were like, "No, all lives matter." So I saw like, a lot of that going on in the wrestlers by and their um comment sections too. So people were saying, people "We were see like, yeah, like, like yeah, like yeah, like why, why, is, why is everything got to be about race with it? Like it's like yeah." It's, <laughs> and this is why I do when people do that. Hey, a lot of. Or like, yeah, why can't we just uh, just focus on rest? That's basically set up and dribble. Yeah, let's just focus on the rest. Of why Why we got to talk about that? Let's say, why is it only with black issues is the problem? I wish. Any other I, issue is like. <laughs> I wish I could take off my skin and go outside and not be judged because I'm black. I wish I could do that, but it's just not reality for me. Mm-hmm. And I got to like people say, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like I said, people are saying they tired of talking about this. Shit. Like I said, you don't think we're tired of talking about this? You don't think I, you're tired of talking about, I'm tired of living it. I'm living this shit. I'm tired of we're, talking and living it and shit. We're living this shit. We're living it. Here's my thing is like, see how fast, like, yeah, we went from talking uh, to coronavirus to the fuck, like, that, that don't, people not even talking about that anymore. And the thing that everybody totally forgot about is the fucking last dance. I'd rather be talking about shit like that than this. Right, fun stuff. Exactly, <laughs> That was the whole thing. The last what five weeks was the last dance. Yeah. Now it's like this. Like now that's like that. Never even nobody's like talking about who's the goat, LeBron or or Jordan. Like nobody's saying that shit anymore. 
Cause like, yeah, we, we rather talk about shit like that than this. Fun stuff. Was summer opening back up outside about to open back up. You know, Mm -hmm. we'd rather talk about stuff like that, but I guess now is the appropriate time to move into about outside. It's outside opening back up. Before we get there. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Let's talk about um what the fucking president said about all this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. We got we got to go with the the fuckery. Yeah. Let's go with the fuckery. Can't move forward without at least talking about what his dumb ass said. Yes. I wanted to find both posts, his original posts from um when it first started mm-hmm. to his um the posts like when um the 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 one that went viral and shit. Okay. Trying to find the original post. Uh-huh. And let's just give a back story about the president. So we've seen several instances happen. Like we saw Charlottesville happen. Mm-hmm. We saw people storming uh, Michigan's Capitol building because they were mad because they had to wear masks and they couldn't mm-hmm. get their hair cut. Mm-hmm. We saw that. And in both instances, the president, well, he was very understanding and very much so like, well, these people are hurting and I get it. And I understand he was very empathetic with, their needs and their demands and their wants. He was he very... Called Charlottesville, he called them good motherfuckers. He called them good people. He yeah. said, these are good people. These are good people who are just upset and they just want this. And then the Michigan people, he said, these are good people who just want their normal lives back. They just want their normal lives back. But with this, we're never going to have another normal life with with this type of pandemic. Oh, this have. is the new normal and shit. Damn, right. damn it. We're just not... I want to find the original post. Like, I'm not dumb. We're going to find this post. You keep talking, oh, kid. What's okay, on so it's like, yeah, so it's like we don't want to live in a damn bubble. Like, if you just live in a bubble, just acting like, like stuff didn't happen, you know, come on now. Mm-hmm. But he obviously has um, choice words for how he describes one thing, but it's vastly different from how he describes mm-hmm. something else. Absolutely. I was just looking for that direct tweet, and there's another thing. You know, he tweets so fucking much that um, and I don't, I don't want to favor his shit. That's why I'm just um, I just gotta look through the timeline, long form and shit. There's another thing. Uh, Donald Trump's gets no likes from me and shit. So. Stop uh, tweeting so much. Don't you have a country to run? <laughs> like, <laughs> like you 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 tweet a lot for somebody who um. You have the most important job on the planet. Fuck it, I'm going to paraphrase the first one because I'm tired of looking for it. The original tweet, he basically said, my heart goes out to George Floyd and his family. Justice will be served. Some shit like that is like, yeah. I'm, on, I'm paraphrasing, but uh-huh. one that um everybody that, that might be the name of this podcast, like I said, is um, the one where he said... um. That even Twitter said, uh, you know, Twitter is like, they're not like Facebook and Instagram where they shut you down. Twitter pretty much lets you say almost anything. It's hard right. to get kicked off of Twitter. Even Twitter put the fucking um, warning label on this one, the parental right. advisory label on this tweet and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They said, um, these thugs are dishonoring the memory of George Floyd, and I won't let that happen. Just spoke with governor of Minnesota and told them that the military is with them all the way. Any difficulty, we will assume control, but... When the looting starts, the shooting starts, which mm-hmm. is the scariest line a president may have ever like posted in history. Mm-hmm. You know my take on Donald Trump. Like for the most part, he's a fucking clown and shit to me. But like when you say shit like that, that's what scares me. Shit like that. When the looting starts, the shooting starts. If you incite violence in these people who 
who they look at you and they've drinking your Kool-Aid mm-hmm. and they believe everything you said. These are the people who are so dumb that they went out and drank Clorox bleach because you said something about Clorox. Whether you said tongue in cheek or not, your people are not that bright. They're dumb. Mm-hmm. So they went out and drank Clorox bleach. Even my baby said, you're not supposed to do that because you can die. You, my daughter mm-hmm. said that. But these idiots went out there and did that. So it's like, so when you, you say, say the, when the looting starts, the shooting starts, like I said, okay, last I said, I posted that. I said, remember that this November, everybody, when you go to vote, you remember that, mm-hmm. remember right. that line and shit. Yeah. Like uh, everybody, not just black people. Everybody remember that line when you get in the book. And he tried to backtrack, but here's the thing. He didn't have to backtrack until 13 hours after he posted that. A lot can happen in 13 hours. That's he tried that's to backtrack easy. for a number of reasons because, um, <laughs> The um the protest really started um escalating, and his people yeah. probably told, "Okay, you got to say something." Even with, actually, if Twitter slaps a warning label on your shit, then you know you fucked up. Mm-hmm. It's like Twitter. It's hard to get kicked off Twitter. Like, is you got to really say some fucked up shit for them to say, "Okay, shut so the then, fuck." So then he got on, and then he tried to say that. Oh, it was taken out of context. You know, he tried to like backpedal and try to. How like, is that taken out of context when the looting starts the shooting? I didn't did this. And then the whole thing about that is that it's racial implicate. It's like racism from that original post because I forget who the original guy was who said that in the sixties. He was using that as some a racist, yeah. To refer yeah. to black protesters during the civil rights movement, yeah. So Somebody, um, racial, I forgot who said that, but Xavier posted it in our show. It, it has a fucked up racial racist history. Mm-hmm. That whole phrase. Yeah. So if you make certain phrases or whatever, and you thinking that you're just saying something like, oh, I'm, I'm being catchy, I'm rhyming, you think that you're doing something cool and memorable. Not Johnny Cochran, right? shut the fuck up. Right. You think you Jesse Jackson out there, you know, you try to say something memorable, but now you out there with your hood on, full face hood. Mm-hmm. that's how you looking right now mm-hmm. all the way and my thing is how I feel about Trump's whole thing is that he's like how people are are doing for black people about trying to keep us at bay trying to keep us complacent which is why things have escalated we're going to go there next but I'll just say this real quick yeah we're going to um, talk about the current state as of right now yeah. as we're recording uh, Trump is doing that and he's playing to his audience Absolutely. So he's trying to keep them at bay. He's mm-hmm. trying to keep them complacent. Because let's look, coal mine jobs have not come back. The wall has not been built for Mexico. Yeah, all of the promises he made, pretty much none of that shit happened. The only thing he did was um the fucking tax cuts. It's like that's the only yeah. thing he kept. Well, he got the majority. Everything, of everything else and shit though. He um, I mean, out of all of the promises, period. I'm saying like, not even counting like um who got it. It's just like. That's the only promise that he followed and through on was that shit. The only thing that he hung, the only thing that he was able to hang his head on was his um his his um unemployment rate. Not, not his precious um his um what's the word I'm looking for? Economy. That's what, yeah. Economy, economy, yes, because like he talked about the, uh, the coronavirus rate. said, Hey, hold my beer. Coronavirus fucked that corona, economy yeah, all up. Corona said, hold my corona and shit. <laughs> Exactly. So fuck that economy. So like that's the one thing he had. It's like okay, we yeah, the economy is good, but then it's a they said phenomena. So <laughs> it's like you have nothing to give, so you have to you have to do something to keep these people at bay. So you have to you have to still stand by your thing because it's like 
you know, the, I know the happiest person through all of this has got to be Joe Biden's ass and shit. Joe Biden sitting back like, I don't know when he saw that tweet, he was like, yes, he sounded like Marv Albert. I said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then all Joe just, just slid on in. He's like, yeah, you know, I think it's just very disheartening that <laughs> President was saying, <laughs> he slipped in, let, let Trump put his foot in his mouth and then slide in. Hey, if I was he president, I would have never said president, that. I, I would never tweet anything like that if I was president. <laughs> and that's what it's becoming, that type of stuff. Like, unfortunately, we're in this world where it's like we have a president who tweets or says dumb things, and then Joe Biden has to come in and be like, well, if I was your president, I would do it like right this. And but right now, it's, um, it's June, so yeah. we're worried about November, November. Let's talk about June and what I um, went through earlier. Let's start before today when um, the Chicago protests kicked off um, – Saturday for the most because Friday was still pretty quiet. Friday evening it was um it was like they did like small stuff but I saw him walking by the library. It was probably peaceful. Let's say the peaceful protests were Friday. Yeah, the peaceful was Friday night. Yes. Friday night the peaceful protests kicked off. Saturday is when um I say the the radical the radical ninjas that's when they went out yeah. Yeah. Saturday and I originally it started downtown and I got to shout a couple of my people um Xavier Pope he was down there. He just happened to be down there. He wasn't out there for that. Like Xavier was out just like, I think he was running or walking. I know he was getting, he's exercising. I know. Right. It just happened to all, cause he lives in West Loop. So he was just out just getting there, yeah, getting some fresh, some air. Right. And he walked right into that on Wacker drive. Right. And then um, Wacker is like where a lot, because obviously the Trump tower is on Wacker. So like, that's where a lot of this started. <laughs> mm-hmm. And once uh, he said, once he got out there, they had all of the bridges up on the Chicago river. Right. Like for anybody that's from Chicago, you know, like, yeah, the river walk and everything. Yeah. to all of the bridges up basically to keep the protesters from getting to the magnificent mile, all those bridges were open. So to keep right. people away from that side, Mag mile, right? You know, yeah. he was like showed all of that, but apparently they forgot. Yeah. You can come around from the other side. Yeah. You come down Chicago Avenue or like from the other way, whatever. <laughs> you don't have to come from it. It's the other way. Cause they got up there and they did get in. Um, I saw them, um, the Gucci, Gucci store, huh? Bloomingdale's. Bloomingdale's. I uh, want to say the Apple store. Yeah, I'm not sure if they got in Rolex. Did they get mm-hmm. in Rolex? Somebody said that I didn't see any videos of that. Yeah, I know I saw Gucci. Sidebar: I'm so glad I've got my um my Mac because I had um I had a computer yeah. issue and um I had to have it repaired. And it yeah. got lucky I picked it up like the day before all of this. Um, the the, the protest kicked off. <laughs> that I that I've been lazy. Said no, I pick it up Monday, like after the weekend. Like all them stores, like either closed or like if my computer might have got looted, they might have got yeah. snatched if they kicked that door in for that particular store. Like who knows? Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm so glad, and I'm recording on the computer that I got fixed. By the way, too. Exactly. <laughs> That's what, yeah. Exactly. And then um yeah. Xavier and Kendra G was out there too. They were out there. I saw them out and there was, um, and what I noticed about a lot of that, which, um, I was side eyeing some of that. I did see, um, there's a lot of, a lot of the protesters weren't our complexion out there. Right. And those, in both of those videos. The thugs that you're referring to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The thugs. And you yeah. saw like the um the spray paint on the walls and all of that stuff, like the the fuck Donald Trump and all of that stuff. And then I saw the they showed the guy who was doing it. It was a white dude and shit. So, yeah. so I'm just saying. <laughs> and then police cars started getting lit on fire. So then Mayor Lori Lightfoot. This is after she told Donald Trump, "Fuck you," basically. I know yeah, I'm a press conference. After the F ends with the U. 
Mm-hmm. And I thought that was gangster. I was like, I was with Lori when she, I was like, okay, Lori, all right. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, you have to confront a bully head on. You have to. Mm-hmm. You cannot let a bully do whatever. You have to, you have to George and Fly. You have to punch Biff in the face. That's what yeah. you have to do. So then when, um, and they did the target on, um, on State Street, they, um, tore that up. The yeah. Macy's don't want to say too. Which the Macy's. Yeah, both of them. The, Macy's. Yeah, the Macy's and the target on State Street. Yeah. So um basically um that's when Lori Lightfoot put in a nine of nine PM curfew in effect. So yeah. you gotta nobody out except essential workers, nine PM till five AM. No, it's six AM, nine to six. AM, okay. Mm-hmm. Until further notice. And the fact that they sent out the curfew, because like, I didn't get the text message until nine oh one. About I got it right at nine o'clock. I heard that little loud ass alert came on. Mine came in, I think at nine oh one or something. Because mm-hmm. I was away from my phone and then Marcus was like, Did you just get the text? I was like, No, I said I left my phone in the kitchen after other people on those said they saw the press conference on TV. I wasn't watching TV. I was watching uh, I was on streaming and shit. That's what I was so like obviously right. I didn't so I got it on my phone. The, eh, eh, that loud ass the press conference was like maybe about an hour before. So if you were out somewhere, mm-hmm far away from the city you need to get back to the city then mm-hmm. definitely we're going to be out after curfew mm-hmm. so i had to call all of my people and make sure they were inside after i got that alert yeah because i remember you called me saturday night and i was like i mean i got kids so i joked I- about that with uh, one of our brothers <laughs> i said she got little kids and name was probably sleep at nine o'clock sometimes <laughs> <laughs> But some days I am. Some days I am sleep by 10 o'clock. You had a long day. I can see you going to sleep like 9, 30, 10 o'clock. No lie, I am. Some days I am sleep. Yeah. yeah. So then um, that was Saturday. So then uh-huh. Sunday was round yeah. two of all of the... um. Now, these this is looting, I call it now. I said the yeah. looting started Saturday. Um, I say the, the protests were before that. The loop right. when like Saturday, that's when um protest totally for it because we have to stand, we have to unite. We have I said burning that police station, I'm fine with that. Burn lighting the police cars, like fine. Like if they had burned City Hall, I'd have been fine with that. Burn City Hall. Well, not while well, my friend is there. Like I got yeah, somebody that I know that works it, but burn right. it while it's empty. Yeah, burn City Hall, burn the state of Illinois building, burn the Daily Center. Like if they do that, I'm fine with that. But when um well, you're just trying to come up and get like free Gucci. That's like okay, now is um now it's getting silly. Cause it's like now it's like because you're taking a message of symbol about demanding justice. Like you know, like for far too long. Like I said this is not just about George Floyd. This is about the racism against us in America. Mm. Like we're still not seen. As we're still only seeing as three fifths a person, if you mm-hmm. want to be honest, we were three fifths a person at one point in the Constitution. So mm-hmm. it's like, and we not much has evolved from that. We're still mm-hmm. not seen as equal. People are mm-hmm. more outraged about an animal being killed than a black man being killed. Mm-hmm. They just are. Well, let me get back to my um Sunday because we I see we're about to start running long. So like this okay. uh, this segment is going to take a while. <laughs> Yes. Because um Sunday, as like I said, round two kicked off. Like I said, Saturday, um the looting was mostly like it was um confined to like downtown. Correct. Well, I saw a lot of our people out. I didn't go out there because I said, fuck that. And then um Sunday is when I started seeing people post clips from like na- the neighborhoods. I saw somebody out on 111th and Roseland, somebody on 87th and the Dan Ryan. I was like, oh, okay, so now they attacking the neighborhoods. 27th Street. Yeah, so then me um 
I said two reasons, like, I have to go out here and um, check this out. I was like, I'm a member of the media and I teach media. How am I going to tell my students about getting the story when I'm scared? And I said, Omar Jimenez wasn't scared. I gave him props for, like, doing what he did and shit. And how am I going to sit on my ass and shit and, like, be scared and shit? I know y'all were scared for me, but I was like, it's something that I have to do because, like, I'm a member of the media, like, just like Omar. Like, he said, he, and I joked about, I said, like, he didn't go home and cower and hide under his bed. How am I going to hide under my bed? And shit. I said, I got to go out here. I said, and I'm in my neighborhood, so I feel a lot better about being here than, like, travel going all the way downtown. So I was like, and nobody was out there really covering it. So I was like, I'm going to be the one that covers um over east. <laughs> Over East, yeah. As well as that, so I, I went over to Commercial Avenue, which mm-hmm. like we grew up, like we know this area very well. Like we used to hang out there as kids all the time, mm-hmm. get our little um slushies at the former car store. Yeah. We used to buy a little ga- um ga- gadgets at Commercial Plaza and stuff like that. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. I got many. I got like a Mickey Mouse ring, you know, the gold rings I was in the nineties. Mm-hmm. I got a Mickey Mouse ring over mm-hmm. there. Yeah, but um. All the story, like, I, when I got over there, when I saw the gridlock, I was like, okay, like, it's about to get real in this bitch. They definitely doing something over here. So I got out, walked along. First store I saw was um City Sports, right on 91st and um, Stone and Commercial. Mm-hmm. And they were, like, um going all up and in there, like, cleaning the place out. Cops eventually did come. I said, I heard some shots out there. I don't know if it was the police or if it was, like, the people. I don't know. But right. I did hear shots out there. It was about a block from where I was at, so I didn't feel like in any real danger like that. But right. I did hear gunshots, though. I, I don't know if it was, and I don't know if it was rubber bullets or real bullets or whatever. But I heard the shots while I was. There. I was getting nervous when I started hearing them shots, and I was like, "Get out of there!" I was right now. I just mm-hmm. kept on messaging you, and I was like, "Get out, was, there. Get out of there!" It was when I first, but then I just kept seeing. Um, I said, people want, wait, they want me out. It's my numbers. Just, they just kept going up. I said, people want to see what's going on out here. So right. I'm going to stick around. Like, even though my good sense was like, get the fuck out of there and shit. But it, I was like, I'm going to stick around because people obviously want to see what's going on. Like, uh, especially like people that we know, like that right. also grew up in the area. Shout out Philip. But all of y'all, you, Kareem, Fees, all my siblings were like, you worry. Even my mom, like, she tried to call me because she don't do social media. Mom tried to call him. <laughs> but, yeah. And then the next door I saw was the villa right across the street from the city sports. They got there before, like, I got out there. So I didn't see them. Like, that was pretty much cleaned out. But people were still going in there, like, getting what was left. They didn't touch the family dollar, surprisingly, for some reason. That was... um. At least while I was out there, I don't know. Like when they ran out of other stores, they might have hit that. Um, the next door, all the phone stores, like they cleaned all of those out. They got a Boost Mobile over there, a Cricket, uh, Metro, all the phone stores. They got all of those devices. Yeah, there's a pawn shop that over there. I saw like I don't know if he was the owner or whatever, but he basically he had his gate down. He was saying like, "Y'all stay the fuck away from this." One. I don't know if you saw that. I saw him. Yeah, because yeah. I saw you say, "Stay safe, brother." Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, pawn shop. He was like, "You ain't getting in here and shit." Like, so, and they yeah. did break his window out. I saw them throw stuff just to like scare him or whatever. They didn't come in, but somebody did throw a rock at his he window. Standing with his gate, and then I saw somebody lay in the bed. A guy was standing. He had a sword. I was like, "What yeah, the hell?" I had to say something to that brother too. Yeah, because he had a sword. I was, was like, like so a machete people, or some shit or whatever. Yeah, I don't know what it was. It was a samurai sword. It was. Yeah, I was like, said, I guess he like, said, they ain't coming in here either. He yeah, said not today. Mm-hmm. So I mean. Yeah, I saw that brother out there. 
So then when I went down towards the 92nd day, and that's when I saw um, this, I saw in real time, like along with some of the phone stores, like I think the cricket, I saw him get in there real time. The Metro, I think they got in before I got, but I saw him get into the commercial plaza real time. I was out there. Like they weren't in there till like that happened while I was out there. So that's why I ran door to, down towards that end. And as I was watching it, the median age for these people were like younger. Yeah, they young folks. There's a couple of old dudes, like one old, a couple of old people. On there. But there's mostly ass, young folks. So, yeah. Don't ask no better. But it's like it was like these younger kids out there. You have so. arthritis. You don't need to be out there. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> arthritis and writing don't mix. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, this thing. So I saw them get in there and they clean that out. You know, it's commercial plaza. There's a city sports in there too. That's pretty probably yeah. mostly attacking that. You know, all the gotta have J's, my dude. I mean, it's like a little, um, it's like a little jewelry part in there too. They probably so, hit that too. A little jewelry. Yeah. I saw them with shoes and apparel. A lot of them coming out of that um yeah. commercial plaza. And then um, I went across the street from commercial plaza. Walgreens. They tore that up. I had to tell my mom about that because that's our favorite Walgreens on 90. Yeah, that's what she wrote for her prescription, yeah, because they closed the one in, um, over there by the manor on uh, 95th and Jeffrey, so they mm-hmm. were filtering the people over to that one on commercial because they had yeah. to close the one mm-hmm. on Jeffrey. So my thing is a lot of the seniors have to get, be able to get their prescriptions because of this. Because your ignorant ass was out mm-hmm. there. And I saw they tore that place up. They were um somebody I think was trying to either get into the ATM or try to take the ATM. Looking yeah, like because I saw that. I was like, what is this Anderson, What are you doing? Come on, a lot of these like, ATMs were emptied out like when the Corona kicked off. Like a lot right. of them really stopped putting cash. So I thought like, what if that's a barbershop moment? It might not even be anything in there. Right. When I was looking, I said, somebody really trying to bust the ATM open? Really? Mm-hmm. Really? So now we're still in ATMs? Really? Mm-hmm. And then um, over, I went back around the other way. Chase Bank, they got in there. Like I said, the ATMs probably had. I don't know if they got any into the ATMs, but like, and I saw them going into the bank. I was like, y'all, y'all not getting in the vault. Like, I don't know what y'all going in there for. It's like, you gotta, have, you gotta be a real thief to get. You gotta be like Basher from Ocean's Eleven to get into the yeah. vault. And they're like, y'all, armor, like, professional thieves to get in the yeah, vault. I don't know why y'all going into the into the bank. And that stuff is armored the way that because. Like I said, I worked book row for many years. Like it's hard to get in a safe. I'm, I'm just gonna say that it's hard to Especially get. Especially a damn bank vault, man. Y'all are, yeah, y'all are not on. getting in there, man. <laughs> y'all not getting in there. <laughs> y'all are just gonna be smile. You're on candid camera. That's what you guys are because mm-hmm. it's a bank, so it's cameras everywhere. You're oh, but um, getting back to where the city sports, the police did come out, but um, they shooed people away a little bit, and then they left. Like, and I was like. These motherfuckers are leaving, really? Right. Yes, when I too many and said, yeah, they left. And that's shit. when yeah. I started getting nervous for you when I saw the police coming in. When they just like kind of shoot them away. All right, guys, but they didn't arrest no one. They just mm-hmm. shoot them away, and then the police left. And then as soon as the police left, the people went they back in the back, store. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. then they came the back police? around a second time and shoot them. And then one guy said something. Uh, I forgot what he said. One of the cops was said he was arguing with somebody out there. I forgot that. But yeah. Shit was real out on Commercial Avenue. I was right in the middle of that. It was a hot mess. Like, watching that real time, it was like, what is really going on? Like, like now you're just stealing. Like, at this point, like, going to get Jordans, like, that doesn't have anything to do with, you know, it just doesn't. I mean... Just how you I was just- out there, it didn't seem like it wasn't like the anger, like how like um the 
for the Minneapolis protests really looked like. It was like a lot of like laughing and like high five. A lot of hurt and a lot of anger that we're sick of being murdered. Mm-hmm. Like the anger, I get the anger because like I'm sick of it. I'm sick of hashtags, but mm-hmm. just like yeah, you know, like you know, Christmas coming early. It just seemed yeah. like that. That's what it was like, like a lot of joke, and that's what I got out there. And it's like, oh, they got um, they, they got in city sports. They they like they joking like the stores open. Ah, a city sports open. Come on, let's go shopping. Like it was, I heard a lot of that out there, or like uh, commercial plaza open. Come on, let's go shopping. Like that's what I heard a lot of that. It's mm-hmm. like you're stealing. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that it's happening in your own neighborhood, like I know people. Commercial like to- might be finished. Like I don't know if they're ever gonna build that. Like, which is ironic right. because the name of the album is commercial. That's why they call it commercial because that's commercial. the commercial area for right. um for over east, yeah, like for that part of the city. And like yeah. Commercial Avenue might be um it might be a, a desert. Yeah, I don't know if they're gonna right. open up any of those stores again. Right. Because when you look at the way that people, and then people keep on trying just for, well, these people got insurance and they'll just rebuild. It's like, but what if they don't want to rebuild and they take their business and move it to the suburbs and move it out of state? Mm-hmm. Indiana is right next door. What if they move it to Indiana? What if they move it to Wisconsin? What if they, you know, mm. they move it somewhere else? So then it's like these businesses, like now you don't have this in your community. So now your community is going to, Go down because, like, if you don't have businesses to build up your community, that money is not, you know, it's not gonna thrive and grow the community. It's not. Mm. So, I don't know what the plan is, like, what the purpose of that. Just watching that real time, that really had me feeling a type of way because, like you said, as us as children who grew up, that was our neighborhood mm-hmm. that we grew up around. So, just seeing it, you know, be destroyed. By people wanting free shit. That's basically what I saw. I got a shout out my homie Armand. Um, he was out there um, downtown on Saturday with um, the LRP network. Another one that inspired me. I was like, okay, like my um, people in the in the biz are reporting. So I said, mm-hmm. I, I can go out in my neighborhood. I feel, I feel safe here. Right. Even amongst the craziness, I never really felt like I was really in danger out there. I felt for the most part, Obviously, like my gut was like the red, the red flags were like going off. But I, for the most part, I was, I was like, I'm good. I'll be good. Mm-hmm. You had me scared as shit. I can't admit that I was, I was so. Oh, scared. when the cops came and the gunshots, that's like I did have yeah. my my moments of nuts. It was like, if one, if one, if one of these cats tear gas me, like that stuff like that. You start thinking about it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like I was already gonna be ready. I was gonna like, if, I, if I saw something that happened on live that I didn't, I was gonna go and hop in my car and I was gonna go find you. I was going to go find you. I was going to go, I was going to en route. Like I already had my plan. I was like, if I need to call a lawyer while I'm en route driving to go get Oz, I will do that while I'm en route because you are not going to do this to my brother. That was just my thing. Um, we protecting our black men out here. You are not going to do that to him. Mm-hmm. But that's all I got is, um, yeah, you be safe and be careful, everybody. Yeah, please. Maybe. You know, mm-hmm. if you don't have to leave out, like I said, I don't know what cities you guys are in, but I know they ride it. Like I said, Denver. Tamika told me that they were Dem- that they were riding down the street from where she lives. Atlanta got hit pretty bad. Right. I saw that. But, yeah. Um, and New York, I saw some activity out there. Mm-hmm. Thinking of different places, I saw. Yeah. So but please be careful. be careful, everybody. Though basically, you don't have to leave the house. Don't leave, and just kind of just. 
you know, extended family time. Just mm-hmm. that's how you get to present to your children. Extended yeah. family time. And uh, it's time to wrap up. Not another damn podcast. From yeah. Corona to cur- curfew, I think I call. Curfew. Yeah, Corona curfew. curfew. That sounds good. But if you like what we're doing, you want more of this, then um, show your support. Like the Facebook fan page, Not Another Damn Podcast. Do that for us. Also, subscribe, share, rate, review all your platforms. We got um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, SoundCloud, iHeart, TLC Talk Radio. What's good, Tasha? Hey, Tasha. Also, you can get at us on YouTube. Audio-only video coming eventually. Like I always say, <laughs> and also um, get at us on your Amazon Alexa devices. Plus, you can follow me at Ozman the Wizard on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Oz Radio on Snapchat and Facebook as well. OzRadio.net is where I have all your current hits, work in progress. Like I always say, you want your '90s and your 2K classics? Hit up OzRadio.net, the bomb. And you can check me out, MSIMA8626 on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Mm-hmm. Also, S-T-R-H-G-U-L-L-E-Y-1 on Twitter. Mm-hmm. S-T-R-H-G-U-L-L-E-Y-7 on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Also, like the Straight Gully Facebook fan page. Check out straightgully.com for your blogs and your vlogs. Mm-hmm. And for your video production needs, check out straightgullyproductions.com. Well, I'm Ozman the Wizard. And Naima. And we will talk to you later. Bye. I'm gone.